This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. God will often use what irritates you to conform you into the image of Christ. Amen. And so we have to stop being so frustrated and so aggravated and so irritated by all these external forces that come to frustrate us. And we need to learn to yield to the spirit of God in that moment and not begin to act like the world. You know, I was down in the Florida Keys on Monday, and uh, it was just a quick trip, had to go down and back, and it wasn't that pleasant of a trip, not really, but there was one bright spot, there was one sweet spot, we got to have oysters, now I love oysters, I love, and, and you know, you can only eat them in the months with R in it. And some of the best oysters come out in the month of October. So I was especially happy. I like to put my hot sauce on those bad boys. I like to put the horseradish on there. I can't eat the crackers because I'm no keto. I'm no carb. You know, I'm low carb. Can't eat it. But so I'm just, I'm just, and Prophet Nessa's like, she's like, because eh, 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 she thinks it's disgusting. And I'm like, nom, nom, nom. She thinks it's gross. Amen. But I'm eating these oysters and it occurred to me, you know, oysters, that's how we get pearls. Right? You know that, right? Pearls come from oysters. But do you know how pearls are formed? By irritated oysters. The oyster is irritated. They're like a, a piece of sand or a parasite will get below the shell. It's kind of like, you ever have like a piece of sand or something in your sock and you're walking around, you're like, Ur, you know, and there's something like the princess in the pea, right? I'm a stickler for that. I cannot stand to have my sock turned the wrong way. It's irritating, right? And so the oyster gets irritated by the sand and irritated and irritated. So what it does is it secretes this substance to protect itself, to protect its flesh, to protect its body. It's secretes this substance and after many years somebody say many years years. after many years many years many years a long time long suffering after many years it becomes a pearl and it's worth a lot of money here's the thing God uses things that irritate us come on You might be sitting next to somebody who irritated you on the way to church. Amen. Some of you came in looking a little irritated. Amen. Thank God we got some good worship in the house. What irritates you, God will often use what irritates you to conform you into the image of Christ. Amen. And so we have to stop being so frustrated and so aggravated and so irritated by all these external forces that come to frustrate us. And we need to learn to yield to the spirit of God in that moment and not begin to act like the world. Listen, I've said it before. I could go stomp on Betty's foot right now and we'd find out what's in her. Amen. Can I do it? Can I test you? No. She never lets me though. She never lets me. Amen. You know what she would start doing? If I went over there and stomped on her foot, she'd say, hallelujah. Amen. 
She said, Amen. She said, Glory to God. Why? Because she is filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. And so that's how filled we need to get. When something irritates us, we need to say, Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm not going to respond like my old nature. I'm not going to respond out of the old man. I'm going to put on Christ. I'm going to secrete a substance called the fruit of patience. Amen. And I'm going to keep showing patience and keep showing patience and keep showing patience and keep showing. And after a long time, amen, I'm going to be so valuable. I'm already valuable to God, but I'm going to make a valuable contribution to the people around me. They're going to see something in me that looks different than the world. Amen. He's trying to make us look more like a God. How many of you have prayed, Jesus, I want to be more like you? Well, why do you think there's so many irritating things in your life? Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. It's easy to have patience when everything's going your way. It's easy to have patience when you hit that streak of green lights. It's easy to have patience until something happens to disturb our ecosystem. And then that's when the irritation comes. It's when the frustration comes. It's when the aggravation comes. It was when the anger comes. The more you resist, the more frustrated you're going to be. So Jesus didn't walk around frustrated. He didn't walk around complaining. He didn't walk around with a bad attitude. He didn't have a chip on his shoulder. He was filled with the Holy Ghost without measure. Come on now. We need to be filled with more of the Holy Ghost. We need to make more room for him. Amen. Sometimes we, we let him have a little bit of influence on our life. I submit to you today that we need to give him everything. That we need to surrender all that we have and all that we are. That we need to choose to obey him. And when we make that heart commitment, he will give us the grace for a hundredfold obedience. God doesn't want us to be frustrated, but the reality is frustrations will come. Jesus put it this way in the book of John, John 16, verse 33, and we're reading out of the Amplified Bible. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. So he said, these things, you're going to have this stuff. Like, why do we think we're so special? You ever have something happening and you're like, oh man, why me, man? Why me? Well, why not you? Why not you? Right? Obviously, we need some rough edges ground off. Oh, Jesus. I'm talking to your neighbor. I am talking to your neighbor. The sad part is everybody has a neighbor. <laughs> he says, I, I, you're going to have these. He said, but be of good cheer. So even when you're being irritated, even when you're being frustrated, we've got to get to the point where we have, we're so fruity in the spirit. We have so much fruit manifesting that we can just smile. Amen. That we can say, praise God anyway. He said, be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of the power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Remember this, frustration is defined as a feeling of discouragement, anger, and annoyance because of unresolved problems, things that just linger and they linger and they linger, or unfulfilled goals, 
or unfulfilled desires, unfulfilled needs. So we feel like we're missing something. We feel like maybe with all the enemies in the way. Oh, my spouse is in the way. Oh, 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 oh. You know, most of the time we are in the way of our own selves. We're stumbling over our flesh most of the time. Yes, the enemy tempts us. Yes, there's warfare. But many times what's happening is we need to change. And then when we change, our circumstances will change. Or if they don't change, we won't be so bothered by them anymore because we will be living on a higher plane. Frustration is dangerous, guys. It's dangerous. It is, and I know it's dangerous. Listen, I walked around for a lot of years extremely frustrated because I had a big vision. And I expected everything I did to be successful overnight. I was young. I was brash. I was bold. And I thought, well, if I do it, it ought to, be, it ought to just pop. And not, not everything pops. Some things you have to wait a lot. Some things have to stew like, like, a, like, a, like a stew. Amen? Or they get all the flavors in there, right? And it doesn't taste good if you cook it too fast, right? You got to cook it for a while, you know? Frustration is dangerous. Frustration drives you to anger or even rage. Moses did not enter the promised land because he got frustrated with the Israelites. And they, listen, they were frustrating people. I don't blame them. I'm like, God, you got frustrated with them too. You wanted to wipe them off the earth. If it wasn't for Moses Moses interceding, you said, I'm going to get rid of all these guys. I'm going to start all over with you. I'm like, can you blame Mo? I mean, really, can you blame him? Can you blame them? But anger, but frustration is, it it can drive you to anger and anger turned inward then becomes depression and anxiety. And so it's this downward spiral. We live in frustration. It's dangerous. Cause you to want to give up on people. Cause you to want to give up on jobs. Let me just tell you a quick story. I worked for Charisma as a contractor for eight years. Eight years. And you know, I was editor for the last, the, the chief editor for the last two years. I was an editor here that I climbed up and I climbed up and I climbed up. I was chief editor for the last two years. Do you know those first six years, how many times I wanted to quit? How many times I said, this is not worth it. This strife, this drama, all these you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like, it was not pleasant for a lot of time. I wanted to quit so many times and Lord just kept saying, not yet, not yet, not yet. If I'd have quit when I wanted to quit, I never would have been the first ever female editor of charisma magazine in the 40 year history of the magazine. Amen. Never would have achieved that. The enemy wants to get you to, to quit and give up and forfeit the promise. That's what Moses did. Essentially, he got frustrated and he acted in his flesh instead of acting by the spirit and he forfeited the promised land. You can't do that. You can't give up. You can't quit. Don't let frustration do that to you. See it as it, as what it is causes trouble, sleeping. It causes nightmares. It causes, it can drive you to drugs or alcohol. You know, many people don't need a pill. They need patience. You need that Xanax. You need some patience. You do not need that Xanax. Oh, Jesus. Patience. Patience helps you make better decisions. Are you living in the Spirit? Living in the Spirit is more than moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Living in the Spirit is being empowered by the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is receiving guidance from the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is keeping in step with the Spirit and so much more. So how do you live in the Spirit? In my new series, I'll teach you how to live a life that attracts the presence of God, positions you for promotion, 
brings breakthrough blessings, and so much more. Check out my new series, Living in the Spirit, at schoolofthespirit.tv. Watch online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash living. What would happen if your mornings for the next three weeks began with a date with the Holy Spirit? I have a free 21-day plan that could transform your life. Register now to download this free 21-day devotional guide to start your journey to knowing the Holy Spirit more intimately. Each devotional contains prophetic words the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart day to day as I spent time with Him. I pray that they'll also speak to your heart, stir your faith, and cause you to press in to hear the Spirit of God for yourself. You can also join me for Mornings with the Holy Spirit prayer calls Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. on every social media outlet. But pick up your copy of this 21 Days with the Holy Spirit at jenniferleclair.org slash Jim Baker. Never make big decisions when you're grieving, when you're frustrated, when you're depressed, when you're angry. Don't make life-altering decisions in that moment because it will almost always be the wrong one. Patience makes us healthier mentally, makes us healthier physically. Patience helps us achieve our goals because we'll endure the hard times. Patience sets the state, you know... People don't sometimes understand why I'm so particular about guarding the atmosphere and and guarding what God has built. Many people don't understand that. Well, what does it matter? Why can't you put certain people on the platform? Why can't they be on the worship team? Why can't only certain people be up at the altar praying? Why? Why? Why can't we all just do? Why? Why? It's because, you know what? Listen to me. It took me 10 years to build this, guys. 10 years of my life, my sweat, my blood, my tears, my time, my money. Took 10 years. So no, I'm not just going to let anybody up here and, and, and mess it around. And, no, it's not going to happen. Somebody say, it's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. When you spend 10 years building something, you'll protect it too. Amen. 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 You'll protect it with everything in you. You know, like a mama bear. Amen. <laughs> I have some friends. I have a friend, Pastor Joy. Anybody messes with her son? I mean, she's the sweetest, nicest. You know, Pastor Joy from Birmingham. She was here last week. Nicest, sweetest, kindest, most loving, endearing, anointed, worshiping, singing, and will let somebody give her son, the, you know, the stink face, and bam, Mama Bear comes out. <laughs> Amen. So I'm Mama Bear over Ahop. Amen. I don't play. Don't let no Jezebels in here. Amen. Not unless they want to get delivered. Oh, Jesus. See, I think I'm going to have to go off TV because I can't edit myself. I refuse to be muted by the FCC or the TBN or the ABC. I, I just can't deal with it. I was telling my editor, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with having to wonder what's going to have to be edited out later. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. Put me on YouTube. I'm happy. Amen. Amen. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Jennifer Ministries. I mean it. I just don't know about it, Betty. I just don't know about it. I just don't know about it. I just don't know about it. 
patience sets the stage for enduring relationships. Listen, any kind of relationship you have, you're going to have to show patience. Oh, you think you're in love now. Oh, Jesus. He didn't have no faults. She didn't have no blemishes. And all of a sudden, that iron began to sharpen that iron. I'm going to kill him. Amen. You're going to, friendships, sibling relationships, work relationships, you're going to have to, listen, otherwise you're going to have a lot of broken relationships. I don't have a string of broken relationships in my life. The, the, the relationships that, that are out of my life is because God said, get away from them, they're in deception. They went off the deep end. They've, they, uh, 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 amen. You don't want to have a string. When I look at people and they have a string of broken relationships and I'm like, hmm, something, some, something's wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. Either they were badly abused or they got some issues that it's, you know, cause who's the common, you ever hear those, those ladies have been married five times. Yeah. <laughs> who's the common denominator? <laughs> Amen. See, we're not going to be able to use this at all. <laughs> not going to, not going to work. One Thessalonians, one Thessalonians, first of all, patience mixed with faith helps us walk in the promises of God because faith and pa- by faith and patience we inherit the promises of God. Isn't that right? And, and, and patience pleases God. Faith pleases God. So 1 Thessalonians 5.14 tells us plainly to be patient with all. That means even your nasty coworker, be patient with all. That means even the one that tried to run you off the road, be patient with all. That means even the one, you know, fill in the blank. Be pa- all means all. He doesn't give you a pass. He doesn't say, you can be, you be patient with everybody except that one that, you know, that, that, you know, whatever, did whatever. Did. No, you have to be patient with all. So then the question is, how do we water the seed of patience so we can manifest this Holy Spirit fruit? And, you know, I studied this, and I've read books, many books over the years on the fruit of the Spirit and all these things. And, you know, they, they say things like, well, walk in love. If you walk in love, you'll walk in patience. I'm like, okay. But then I got to like uh, grind that out. Like, you know, then I got to go study all that, how to do that. And I, I, we should walk in love. And I, I, that's good, but they say practice forgiveness or show grace. Okay, but in that moment when I'm really frustrated, that's not helping me. Come on. In that moment. In that moment. When emotions are high and that voice of frustration is coming to me, that's not helping me. Forgive, I'm forgiving nothing. Uh-uh, right? In that moment. They say, think about God more and you less. Okay. But in that moment, when someone just about ran you off the road, you're probably not thinking about God in that moment. You're thinking about, you know, I don't know what you're thinking about. So all that's good. All that's good. All that's true. We should do that. And the more mature we get. The more we mature in Christ, the easier it is in that moment to forgive immediately. The easier it is to, to look at the beauty of God immediately. We do, we, do, we do grow in that. But sometimes we need some practical tools in the moment. Like super ultra practical. Let's get really practical. Like I understand the spiritual stuff. We need that. We need to grow into that. But while we're on the journey, while we're trying to work out this fruit of the spirit called patience, we need to begin to grab some practical tools that, that helps us just to you know, catch our breath real quick so that we do not act out of the will of God, right? Outside the will of God. And so I would tell you, I would tell you to pray for patience. I would tell you that. 
but I know that you would probably curse me and then, you know, I'd have to pray for you. And then, no, I would tell you that, but here's the thing. When I first got saved, they told me, they told me two things. They said, make sure that you go to a black Pentecostal church or you're going to backslide. That was number one. (laughs) Number two, number two, they said, never pray for patience. And I said, why? And they said, just don't do it. We, 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 We don't even speak of such things. Just trust me. I've been walking with the Lord for 120 years. Just trust me. (laughs) Never pray for patience. And so one day I was praying on the phone with a friend of mine, and she began, I was going through just all kind of stuff, and I was very young in the Lord, and she starts praying, Lord, and give her patience. And I went, oh, no, you didn't. No, 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 no. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? What is, the ma- what is going on? What is the matter with you? And, I, and, and she finished, and I said, Lord, give her double patience, triple patience. <laughs> I didn't really, but because I, I, I was so offended. Like, everybody knows that. Like, would you come out of a, a, out of a rock from yesterday? Like, what are you praying for me, patience? Because the, tr- the patience is, it brings trials. When you pay, pray for, for patience, you, so you get more trials. How many of you want me to pray for patience for you? Lift your hands. Three people. Okay. We're going to have to do it for the sake of the three. You ready? Here's some practical tools. Here's some practical tools. Purposely make yourself wait on things. You want to, you, you want to build that patience muscle. Purposely make yourself wait. So I get up at 3.45 in the morning. Today was so glorious because we got the extra hour of sleep. I woke up feeling like, man, I feel good. I get up at 3.45. I used to, I used to tumble out of bed, hit the coffee button, and three minutes later, I have the coffee hooked up right here. And I'm sucking down that car. Three minutes later, now I, I literally purposely make myself wait at least an hour after I wake up. So it's like 5 o'clock, and I'm waiting for 5 o'clock. And I'm waiting for 5. I mean, when I first started, I'm like, I'm waiting, watching the clock. I'm like trying to study and write notes. And I'm like, is it 5 o'clock yet? Is it 4.45 yet? But see, here's the thing. You know, that it, it grows in us a patience. We live in a society where everything is instant gratification. Everybody wants everything right now, Right? And that's, that's a problem. They have, they have, they have, you know, drive through dry cleaning. We got drive through food. People want drive through breakthroughs. And if we don't have to wait more than five minutes for something, right? If we have to wait more than five minutes, we don't like it. We get impatient. And really, then we get, begin to act in ungodly ways. And so our, one of the best things that ever happened to me, one of the best things that ever happened to me is when my husband left. Because, because, oh, wait, let me finish the sentence. Oh, I used to pray, Lord, take him. Amen. Because he, he was not a nice guy. Lord, get me out of this mess. Come on, so many people marry the wrong person. Lord, help me. Get me out of this mess. Lord, we choose to release and spit out the bait of Satan. Love is not touchy or easily offended. Forgive us, Lord. 
for tapping in to that spirit, for allowing that demon to minister to our hearts instead of your gracious spirit, you're there all the time. You want to love on us. You want to comfort us. You want to heal us. And we would rather listen to the voice of offense that pulls us away from the people that we are supposed to be with, our family, our co-workers, our friends, some petty little offenses. God, we're so sorry that it was so easy devil didn't even have to try hard just a whisper and we agreed because of our insecurities because of our comparison mentality because we want something that we don't have we want something someone else has and somebody else got it we didn't get it now we're offended God would you forgive us for being so quickly deceived by this demon power by this voice we spit out the bait of Satan in the name of Jesus And Lord, we forgive those. Maybe they did wrong us. Maybe they did bring on. Maybe they did do something they shouldn't have done. Maybe they said something they shouldn't have done. But so many of our offenses are just imaginary. And would you help us, Lord, to grab hold of our minds? Because they probably didn't even mean it. They didn't know what they were doing. They had a bad day. And somehow we just let the enemy twist it all up in our head. We want to harm ourselves. It's not hurting them. It's hurting us. It's not hurting them. It's hurting us. So, Father, we don't want to be a punching bag for the enemy anymore. We don't want to let him continue to minister to our soul and make us miserable while the person who offended us, quote unquote, is off having a good time. They're not even thinking about us. And our life is being dominated by these wrong thoughts to the point that we walk flat straight out of church, mad in a huff. Quit our jaws, mad in a huff. Break off friendships, mad and huff. Forgive us, Lord. We want no part of it. And we know this is an end times demonic strategy because Jesus said in the, the, the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24 that in the last days, many will be offended. And here we are. We are in the last days. We are in the end times. And it's just like Jesus prophesied because he never falters. He never fails. It, 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 says, it, says, it says many will be offended and then many will be deceived. The offense is the precursor to the deception. God, would you forgive us and get this out of us? We release it and we let it go in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. At Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, our heart is to sow into the lives of people who may never otherwise hear the gospel of Christ or break out of bondage. Although we've traveled to dozens of nations in strategic missions to evangelize and equip believers, there's more work to do than we can possibly get done by ourselves. That's why JLM is partnering with ministries around the world to help them do what they do best. We're partnering with ministries in India that are transforming the lives of people with leprosy. Ministries in Africa that are bringing clean water to the masses. Global ministries taking the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Messiah-centered ministries in Israel that are doing the work of Christ in the Middle East. Ministries that provide a hand of hope to hurting people in America's inner cities and the nations. When you sow into JLM, you are sowing into the work of God in the nations. 
Together, we're better. Will you partner with us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to feed hungry people, to bring hope to the addicted, and more? You can sow a seed today at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. Thank you for your partnership. In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world, and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves that God put together. And I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?